Beethoven Orchestraville. Orchestraville? Where's that? You change, you change four score and seven to to eighty-seven. Oh, that view is tremendous. A landing was made this morning on the coast of France by troops of the Allied Expeditionary Force. I don't blame them for dyeing your hair, I said, but they waited too long to embalm it. Time now for spinning my dad's vinyl. Here with all his skips, scratches, and pops is my dad, Frank Baccarello. Thanks, sweetie, and thank you for tuning into episode 96 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. It's another 78 RPM Sunday. In fact, it is the last one for the year. This is one of the longer symphony performances in my dad's collection. It was written by someone who remains one of the most admired composers in the history of Western music, conducted by a long-tenured Russian-turned-American director. So, get ready for Sergei conducting Ludwig in Beantown with Volume 96, Beethoven in Boston.
there is the first movement from Ludwig van Beethoven's Third Symphony, entitled Eroica, performed by the Boston Symphony under the direction of Sergei Kuzovitsky. It was the Allegro con Brio, Part 1. Okay, why this album for this episode? This is actually one of those album sets I'm not so sure isn't part of my dad's dad's record collection. You can tell plenty of the jazz and early pop on 78 RPM belonged to my dad, but this collection came out when my dad was only 11. So I don't think he was collecting these long classical pieces at the time. Yeah, I could be wrong. But I like to think that just as I inherited my dad's vinyl collection, my dad had inherited my grandfather's shellac collection. And quite frankly, I like this music as well. And even my girlfriend caught me bouncing along to the Allegro Vivace from the third movement, which is coming up later. But first, let's finish the first movement.
the conclusion of the first movement, Allegro con Brio. Okay, let me tell you about my dad's shellac I have chosen for this episode. Ludwig van Beethoven, Kuzovitsky, Boston Symphony, Beethoven Symphony Number no. 3 in E-flat, Opus 55, Eroica. It's on the RCA Victor Red Seal label, number DM1161. It's a six shellac, 12-inch, 78 RPM album. It was released in 1947. Its genre is classical, and its style is romantic. Now, we will be hearing six of the 12 sides of this record. And the liner notes are quite lengthy. Uh, on the inside cover of this, so this will be a highly edited version. The turning point in Beethoven's life, both professionally and artistically, seems to have been 1802, the year in which he had to at last face the fact of his growing deafness and to come to terms with that situation once and for all. This spiritual struggle seems to have released in Beethoven unparalleled creative energies. For in the years that immediately followed, there came a whole flight of masterpieces that have remained ever since part of the backbone of the standard musical repertoire in the realm of symphony, chamber music, concerto, solo piano music, and opera. The tremendous funeral march slow movement, which seems in its finished state to have been a product of white-hot inspiration, was actually the result of a bar-by-bar struggle with its thematic material, at least so the sketches indicate. The same is true of the amazing scherzo movement, which rises to its diasonic heights out of the sotto voce dotted rhythmic pattern set forth and its opening measures. Beethoven's original sketch, for this movement began as a minuet. The glorious finale is reared in its entirety on an initial ground bass and a simple tune which he had used three times before in the ballet Prometheus as one of the set of contra dances and as the basis for the E-flat variation for piano, opus 35. Out of this grows a tremendous set of variations, some highlights being one very much in the spirit of a Hungarian dance. The two richly textured fugal episodes and the magnificent Poco Dante, which serves as a majestic epilogue and thoughtful vein just before the jubilant coda. Uh, Those liner notes were written by David Hall. Okay, let's see what prices this record is being sold at on Discogs.com. It was sold once for $10 on April 3rd, 2020, and I could not find it anywhere else for sale. Now, my dad's record set are all 78 RPM records. They're all in bad shape, even after doing some heavy cleaning and getting a little bit of a better sound, but not ideal needle. uh, They still don't sound as good as they should. The old style six record album cover with perfect binding and ingrained spine is actually in fair condition. There's still a lot of stress along the edges though. Because it seems to be so rare, even if there's a reason for it, I will value my dad's collection at $15. (laughs) Now for one of Beethoven's obligatory funeral dirges. Thank you. 
the conclusion to the second movement, Marcia Funebre Adagio Assay. Time now to learn a little about the composer and some about the conductor. Our composer, Ludwig von Beethoven, born December 16, 1770, was a German composer and pianist. Beethoven remains one of the most admired composers in the history of Western music. His works rank amongst the most performed of the classical music repertoire and span the transition from the classical period to the Romantic era in classical music. His career has conventionally been divided into early, middle, and late periods. His early period, which during which he forged his craft starting at age 13 when he published his first work, a set of keyboard variations, is typically considered to have lasted until 1802. From 1802 to around 1812, his middle period showed an individual development from the styles of Joseph Haydn and Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, and is sometimes characterized as heroic. During this time, he began to grow increasingly deaf. In his late period from 1812 to 1827, he extended his innovations in musical form and expression. His first major orchestral work, the first symphony, premiered in 1800, and his first set of string quartets was published in 1801. Despite his hearing hearing deteriorating during this period, he continued to conduct, premiering his third and fifth symphonies in 1804 and 1808, respectively. His violin concerto appeared in 1806. His last piano concerto, number 5, opus 73, known as The Emperor, dedicated to his frequent patron, Archduke Rudolf of Austria, was premiered in 1811 without Beethoven as soloist. He was almost completely deaf by 1814, and he then gave up performing and appearing in public. He described his problems with health and his unfulfilled personal life in two letters, his Heiligenstadt Testament in 1802 to his brothers and his unsent love letters to an unknown immortal beloved in 1812. The period between those two letters has been named the heroic period in classical music. Over the years, his health started to fail and his output dropped. Beethoven died on March 26, 1827, at the age of 56. An autopsy revealed Beethoven had significant liver damage, which may have been due to his heavy alcohol consumption. And our conductor, Sergei Alexandrovich Kozovitsky, was born into a Jewish family of professional musicians on July 26, 1874, about 250 kilometers outside of Moscow, Russia. He was a conductor, composer, and double bassist, known for his long tenure as music director of the Boston Symphony Orchestra from 1924 to 1949. Kuzovitsky's appointment as conductor of the Boston Symphony Orchestra was the beginning of a golden era for the ensemble that would continue until 1949. Over that 25-year period, he built the ensemble's reputation into that of a leading American orchestra. Together with Gertrude Robinson Smith, he played a central role in developing the orchestra's internationally acclaimed summer concert and educational programs at Tanglewood, where today the 5,700-seat main performance venue bears his name. In the early 1940s, he discovered a young tenor named Alfred Kokoza, who would later be known as Mario Lanza, and provided him with a scholarship to attend Tanglewood. 
with the Boston Symphony. He made numerous recordings, most of which were well regarded by critics. His students and protégés included Leonard Bernstein. Bernstein once received a pair of cufflinks from Kuvitzinski as a gift and thereafter wore them uh, at every concert he conducted. Kuzovitsky died June 4th, 1951. Now for one side from the third movement, the one my girlfriend caught me bopping my head to.
only part of the third movement included in this collection, the Scherzo and Trio Allegro Vivace. Time now for this episode's interesting side note, and it has to do with the original title of this piece and why it was changed. Originally, the work was to be titled The Bonaparte Symphony, as tribute to Napoleon Bonaparte, the French consul who had begun to radically reform Europe after conducting sweeping military campaigns across the continent. In 1804, Napoleon crowned himself emperor, a move that angered Beethoven. As legend has it, the composer ripped through the title page and later renamed renamed the symphony the Eroica because he refused to dedicate one of his pieces to the man he now considered a tyrant. Nevertheless, he still allowed the published manuscript to carry the inscription composed to celebrate the memory of a great man. This has led historians and biographers to speculate on Beethoven's feelings toward Napoleon ever since. And now, on to the first part of the finale. Thank you. 
finale, Allegro Molto. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. I was happy to see this in my dad's collection. I have had my share of Beethoven on CD over the years. I really enjoyed diving deeper into the vast majority of one of his longer pieces rather than just hearing the popular tunes or themes that have lasted all of these years. And even though it was really hissy, I liked the warmer feeling of the record and hearing that famous orchestra from the first half of last century. And now the conclusion of the finale.
Conclusion from the fourth movement or finale, Poco Adante Presto. And there you have selections from Ludwig's Third Symphony. So thanks for tuning in to this 78 RPM Sunday, Volume 96, Beethoven from Boston, however you did. If you want more information about this show, head over to spinningmydadsvinyl.com. I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops for Volume 97, Como by request. Until then, go with the flow, my friends. (laughs) 